Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. If you would please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. I'm going to read the first five verses there in Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness He called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Look back with me at verse 1, which is our text tonight. It says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. I want us to think about those first three words, especially there, in the beginning. In the beginning. We've come into a new year. This is the beginning of a new year. And actually we're starting a series that's, that I've titled The Beginning. The title of the service tonight is Back to the Beginning. Back to the beginning. There's some things that we need to get back to that is from the beginning. And it's so important that we understand that we've drifted so far in our day and time that we need to get back to the beginning of some things. And I want us to look at that just a little bit tonight. And let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening. Lord, our hearts are moved for those who are going through struggles and difficulties. Lord, I pray for Kathy Swift and the family, Lord, as she has the loss of her Brother-in-law, Lord, I pray that you'd be at the family and courage and strengthen them, help them during this difficult time. Lord, I do pray for Sister Norma as they have planned the surgery. I pray that all will go well, that the hand of the doctor will be guided by you uh, during that surgery, Lord, and all will be as you would see fit. Father, we thank you for your love. We still pray for a uh, healing in uh, Sister Norma. Lord, I pray that you'd be with these others. Pray for Thomas's mother. And Lord, I pray that you would just give the doctors wisdom there, Lord, and I pray that you'd protect her and help the procedure to go well there, and Lord, just to take care of the problem with that carotid artery and others who are, are sick, Lord, and pray for a little uh, Oliver, Lord, just touch his body, raise him up. Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy and goodness to us. I pray now that you bless in the preaching of thy word. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You be seated. As we've begun the new year, and, and I do this, and I've mentioned this before, my mind went to the, to the very beginning, the beginning of all things, you might say, and, and back to Genesis chapter 1, the, the beginning of God's Word, even the beginning of, the, of His words is in the beginning. And it's amazing how that the Lord will lay things out for us and help us to have some understanding. So I begin to study uh, and think upon the verses in the Bible that speak of the beginning, and uh, in some form or fashion, and, and looked up a lot of verses and seen a lot of different things, and, and there are many beginnings in Scripture. And so in the next couple weeks or few weeks, we're going to be looking at those and, uh, and hopefully to apply those into our lives and so that we can, can learn from that thought, the beginning. But I want to look here tonight at, at probably the, the very most important one to start with, and that is in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. You see... Without that, we have nothing. When, when you start in the beginning, you have to start with God. There's no other way you can start. 
because He is that beginning for all of us. Without that understanding, nothing fits together or has the meaning at all that it should have. And so we go back to verse 1 in, in Genesis chapter 1 and says, In the beginning, God, the very first verses, uh, very first words in the whole Bible, in the beginning, God. And you say, well, you didn't finish yet. It says, create the heaven and earth. I know, but what's saying there, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. And we've got to understand that without God, there's no beginning. If you, don't have, if you don't have the Lord in your life, there's no beginning of eternal life in, your, in, in you. And so there has to be in the beginning there with God, the, the atheist and the agnostic can claim all they want that there's no God, but even in their hardened hearts, God has written upon their heart that there is a God in heaven. They can deny it all they want to, but down deep inside of them, and I could take you over to Romans and show you Romans chapter 2 where it talks about uh, that which is written on the tables of their heart. And the fact is, is that many times what we don't realize is that uh, even though a person claims that there is no God, there is a God in, that has dealt with their hearts and lives. And they have that knowledge there. They have just rejected it so, to so much to a point many times that they have become a reprobate and they no longer want anything to do with anything that has to do with God. If there is no God, why fight it? You ever wonder about that? Why are they so adamant about it if they, if they think, well, there's no God? Why are they upset about it? Because they're trying to protect their stand that there is no God. The problem is, is that if you really believe that, you wouldn't worry about it. The fact is, is that there's many today that claim those things, and yet there is in their hearts, there is that the inkling and understanding that there is a God. You see, this world did not come from some cosmic fireball. There was no Big Bang, no solar blip. For if it did, where did the thing, the material come together, the cosmic materials come together to make the Big Bang? Where did it come together to make the Big Flash? Well, even if that's where it came from, there's got to be a beginning of that. Well, can I tell you, that's not the way it came, but in the beginning, God. Amen. In the beginning, God. And God created the heavens and the earth, the Bible. We could go on and read the rest of it there. It says He created the heaven and the earth. And, and in the beginning, God. Genesis there says, In the beginning, God. Therefore, the foundations of the world, before they were laid, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit was, in the beginning, God. In fact, we find in Revelation chapter 1, 8, says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Revelation chapter 22, verse 13, he says, I am Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is the beginning. And without that, we've got to grasp that in our minds that, hey, listen, before there was absolutely anything, say, so, well, well, preacher, uh, 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 there was darkness. No, there wasn't even darkness. Figure that one out. Figure that one out. Well, uh, there was, no, there wasn't. In the beginning, God. And that's what there was. In the beginning, God. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds because we are what we call finite. We see a beginning of something and we see an ending of something, but yet the Lord said, I always was and I always will be. He is the beginning. Even as Jesus prayed in His priestly prayer for you and me in John 17, verse 24, He says, Father, 
I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that <clears throat> where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me. Now, no, no. And if you if you're there in John seventeen twenty four, I, I I'd recommend you underline this. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Before. You see, we start with, okay, I, I, I believe that God created us, but that's where we start. But Jesus says, I was before the foundation of the world. He was the beginning. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, He made light. Notice here in verse 1 and down through verse 3, He says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. See, the Lord knew that there was a great need for light. If you go out... Uh, in the middle of the night, if you're out in the country somewhere and there's no street light, you have no street light, you have no security light in the, or anything, and all the lights are off and there's no, no moon and there's no stars shining, and I mean, it's just one of those nights that's absolutely dark, you, you are glad to get a hold of some light to be able to find your way. You're glad to have a flashlight or something. The Lord says, let there be light. In the very beginning, the first day in the beginning of all His creation... The very first day, in the beginning, God says, let there be light. And I understand that when He created the heavens and the earth, and that there had not been a sun created, that there had not been a moon created. And so He, he created light, and He separated the light from the darkness, and, and, and so forth. But I want to make an application about the fact that in the very beginning, one of the very first things that he created was light in the beginning. In the beginning was God. And in the very first part that he creates, he creates light for you and me. Could I give you that illustration, that application I might say here that there was darkness and the Lord doesn't want darkness to rule. So he gives in the beginning, light. He did not want darkness to remain over the face of the earth. Can I tell you something tonight? That the Lord does not want darkness to remain over the hearts and lives of people today. And so He created light for you and me. In John chapter 3 and verse 19 it says, And this is a condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. You see, mankind likes darkness. Mankind likes the, the, the world, and, and, and this world around us uh, day by day is getting darker and darker, farther away from God, farther away from the light of God's Word, farther away from the true light Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ uh, came into this world in, that He might shed light into your life and into my life. John chapter 8 and verse 12. God speaks about sending His Son into the world to be light unto man. John 18, 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Think about this for a minute. When God created the heavens and the earth, the first day, He created light. And in your life and in my life, He does not want us to walk in darkness. 
I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about physical darkness. I'm talking about spiritual darkness. We're living in a dark world today, folks. There's a spiritual darkness that is gripping the lives of, of people all around us. We see it more and more even today as this world is getting worse and worse, waxing worse and worse is what the Bible says. Then the last days it'll wax worse and worse. We're seeing that come together. We're seeing the satanic attacks. We're seeing that Satan is gearing up. Could I say that, that I believe what I see in the lives of, of Christians today and what I see the attacks in my life and I see the attacks in other Christians' lives and other preachers' lives and different ones that, that I hear as they talk, how that Satan seems to be gearing up his attacks because he knows his time is short. He knows that it's coming down. He doesn't know the day or the hour in which the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, but he knows it's getting close because he is not being restrained as much, and so he's beginning to attack. There's a moving, and God is removing his hand and pulling back and allowing Satan to have more freedom to do more in the lives of those around him. And so what we see is it waxing worse and worse. The, the world is getting darker and darker, but there's no reason that it should. You see, we're to be the light of the world. Jesus Christ came as to be a light unto all mankind. He's the light of the world. But now since he has gone up to be with the Father, we're to be the light of the world. We're not to be hid as, as he talked about the, the candle. You put it on a candlestick. You don't hide it under a basket. You're to be a light unto this world. In John chapter 12, verse 46, Jesus said, I am the light of the, the I, am, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Here's a sad fact. Jesus came into the world to be a light, that whosoever should believe on him should not dwell or abide in darkness. And yet today we find so many Christians, so many that are born again, that are walking in darkness there is that, there's that lack of that spiritual light in their lives. And yes, there's a little there, but they're walking so much in the shade of this world. You see, the world is in darkness and in need of the light as it, is, as it had in the very beginning. The Lord says, listen, there needs to be light and there needs to be that spiritual light so that people can see and can understand their need of salvation in the church the church is drifting farther and farther out into darkness. When I speak of the church, I'm talking about uh, Christians uh, that's come together and, and the need of getting back into the beginning uh, of its light. We need to get the church back to the light again. We need to, hey, listen, you can get up here and you can preach a, a sermon. You can get up here, you can sing a song. You can get up here and even read some Bible verses. You can get up here and even quote some scripture. And you can do all that and never shed a bit of light. We've got to get the church back to the light, Amen. back to the beginning, back. We've got so much of this Hollywood Christianity today where everything is, is fine and everything is dandy. We've got stage bands and we've got, and we've got uh, uh, light shows in churches and we've got uh, all this uh, stuff going on in churches and you don't find the light. The thing that amazes me, a lot of these big mega churches and, and, and a lot of the churches today are following suit with them. I'm talking about churches our size and, and even smaller. They think, well, we can, we can create a crowd if we'll become a theater and if we'll become a, a stage band and we become a concert and we'll turn the lights down low. Jesus said that he's a light. 
I don't look, I'm not looking for ambience and darkness. I want light. And what we're needing today is that it's sad that in many of those situations, and I've not been in a lot of those churches and, and stuff like that, but I've seen and, and, and seen some things that's taken place. I've, I've watched some, some, some of the services and stuff like that, and it worries me and it bothers me that this is what it's about is, is setting a mood. Can I tell you, we don't need to set a mood. We need to set our hearts on fire for God and, and we need to turn the light on and so that we can see the Lord and, and we need to get in the light and, and so that we can uh, focus our lives on the Lord Jesus Christ in the church again. Too many times we got the light shining right down here and the, the church is standing over here in the shadows. We need to get the church out of the shadows and back into the light of God's Word, back into the, the light of Jesus Christ like it used to be in the beginning. You say, well, preacher, there's a lot of, that's old-fashioned and, and, that, and it's out of date. Can I tell you something? Jesus Christ said that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and He's very much up to date, amen? He's very much what we need today. We don't need something new. We just need to get back into the light, just like we was in the beginning, and begin to serve the Lord. We need the light. In the beginning, God created the light. Christians are drifting out into darkness. We need to get back to the beginning. Our light of His Word. Getting the light of His Word and the light of the Son of God. We need to get to back into the beginning, which is God's unchanging Word. The psalmist said in Psalms 119.89, It says, Forever, Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. Can I tell you one of the beginnings that we need to get back to? Get back to the beginning of God's Word. Get in the book. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, that's all you preachers preach on. Read your Bible. Pray. Go to church. Can I tell you something? If you'll do that, it'll make a difference in your life. It'll make a difference in your life. I mean, if you're reading it with the intent of knowing the author, if you're praying with the intent of talking to the God in heaven and fellowshipping with Him, if you're going to church for the reason of worshiping the Lord and fellowshipping with brothers and sisters in Christ and, and drawing closer to the Lord, oh yeah, it's going to make a difference in your life. And then there's that obedience unto, unto those things. You see, God's unchanging word. He says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. We don't need a new Bible. We got the Bible we need. Amen. Amen. We don't need something new. We've got, hey, get back to the beginning. Get back into the word of God. Get back to the beginning of God's plan. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, the Lord said, for I am the Lord, I change not. God has a plan and he doesn't change it for you and me. What do you do, preacher? You get back to the plan that He's got for you. Get back to the plan of God's Word. Get back to the plan of God's uh, 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 direction for your life. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, uh, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. We need to get back to the beginning of God's plan for our lives and His church. What is that, preacher? Godliness? Holiness? How come we don't hear preaching on, be holy as I'm holy? What preacher? How come we don't think about be holy as I am holy? 
Well, preacher, there's, there's just no way that we there's, there's just no way that we can be holy like God. Can I tell you something? That God understands our sinful nature. But the, what is the difference is, is that when we allow the Holy Spirit to, to guide us and to and to take control of our lives, we will walk in the holiness of the Lord. It's not our holiness, it is the holiness of God that dwells within us if we allow Him to have control of our lives. Amen. We need to get back to godliness. Boy, it's about time that we see Christians, when you see them walking down the street, say, that's a Christian. That's a Christian. When you talk to them, just something about talking to them, you think, I think they must be a Christian. There's been people over, over the years that I've talked with and everything and just strike up a conversation with them someplace. I might, it might be down at Silver Dollar City or someplace else. Never met them before in my life. Just kind of begin to throw some things out there, feel them out, think about witnessing to them. And the next thing I know, I'm thinking, I bet they're a Christian. Why? Because their speech deceiveth them. It reveals who they are. But we need to get back to some godliness again. We need to get back to where people say, hey, listen, uh, uh, you may not, they may say, I don't necessarily agree with that, but if you want somebody to pray for you, you need to go over so-and-so and have them pray for you. Hey, listen, if you, if you, if you want to know, who, how many times have we heard, boy, if there was ever a, a Christian, if there was ever a godly person, it was so-and-so. You know what? There should be something in our lives that, that people begin to look and say, hey, you know what? They're different. I don't necessarily know what it is, but they're different. And, and yeah, I'd have to say that there's godliness in that life and there's holiness there. I'm not talking about uh, looking like an Amish person. I'm just talking about being holy in your, your walk and your talk and your actions and what you do so that people can see the Lord in your life again. Amen. We need to get back to the beginning of that. We need to get back to that beginning of faithfulness. 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 You say, preach is a record stuck. Faithfulness. Get back to that beginning of faithfulness. You want one of the most important things in, in between a, 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 in a relationship with, a, with a, a man and a woman is faithfulness. You want one of the most important things in your life in walking with the Lord is faithfulness. You know what the most important thing is with you and your children? Faithfulness. You know what one of the most important things is in your job? Faithfulness. We need to get back to the beginning of faithfulness again. Well, I'll tell you what, today it's hard to find anybody that's faithful too much. They might show up for work and they might not. They might be faithful to this or that, but they might not. And you get back to the beginning of faithfulness, get back to the beginning of righteousness. See, preacher, what's that? Doing that which is right in the eyes of God, not worrying about what man says or thinks. Used to be a day and time when people cared what the Bible said. Anymore, we're worried about what man says. Used to be a day and time that we, we cared about, about what was going on at church more than what we cared about what was going on at the ball field. We need to get back to doing right. Amen. We need to get back to putting what's right, right. Do right. I remember, old, I heard, and I don't remember what the, all the message, but old Dr. Bob Jones Sr. had a rough crust. Gross, rest, scratchy voice. He preached a message. He said, do right. Do right. Do right till the stars fall. Do right. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to get back to righteousness. Get back to the beginning of doing right until the stars fall. 
Get back to the beginning of, of God's Word and begin get, get back into the, the faithfulness and, 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 and holiness and godliness and, and righteousness and get back to repentance. Can I tell you something? That's what that altar's for, is to repent, to draw nigh to God so that He'll draw nigh to us. And, and sometimes we, we, we treat it as, uh, well, that's just for uh, the, 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 the whoremonger or somebody. That we, no, can I tell you something? The altar is for all of us. The altar is for every single person to draw nigh to God, to repent, to draw close to Him again. We need to get back to the beginning and say, Lord, I look at myself and I'm dirty and I'm undone. Lord, forgive me and repent unto God. Back to the beginning of repentance. Doing that which is right in the eyes of God. Doing that which is faithful. Doing that which is holy and godly. We need to get back to that unchanging way of salvation. There's only one way of salvation. It's not through works. It's not through church membership. It's not through the baptistry. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's only through that shed blood of Jesus Christ. It's not through doing good works. We need to get back to that beginning of the witness of Christ's love. This world might see a group of Christians that care about them, that love them. But they might get saved. They might come back to the Lord if they're away. Oh, there needs to be get back to those beginnings of God's plan. Let us begin our new year with a zeal and a fire for the Lord. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 14 says, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. In the beginning there was life. You go over in Genesis. Boy, I'll tell you what, he created the heavens, he created the earth, and he began to create... He created the fish of the sea. He created the bird, the fowls of the air. He created all the cattle of the field. He created every living thing. And we got done creating all that. He created another one. He reached down in that old clay. And, and Adam means red man. It was evidently red clay. He took that and he formed man out of clay. And the Bible says that he breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. Well, we need to get back to some life in the church. I said we need to get back to some life Amen. in the church. Amen. Boy, I'll tell you what, the deadness in churches today, you think it's cold outside. It's colder inside some churches than it is on the outside. You think it was slick the other day when, when Sunday rolled around. Hey, listen, it's that slick in some of their aisles uh, inside those churches. It's so cold and it's frosty. And it, hey, listen, it's like an iceberg going down through there and you slip and slide. My friend, I want you to know something. We got to get back to some life again. People are not interested in something dead. People are not interested in something that don't make a difference in their life. Hey, listen, there's got to be life. And, and we need to get back zealous with, of good works, doing that which the Lord wants us to do, living for Him and, and magnifying Him. Can I tell you? He said, well, I just don't know. Can I tell you something? You'll do anything that you want to set time aside to do. Well, I don't know if I got time. You, you can make time for anything you want to do. All of us can. Oh, but I, you know, I'm, I, I, go ahead and make your excuses. Tell them to God. Don't tell them to me. But you know what? We, we can do anything that we decide that we want to do. 
But I'll tell you what, there needs to be life in the church again. There needs to be a stirring in our hearts again. There needs to be that moving again in the church. And hey, listen, he be, uh, he, as he breathed into man, that he became a living soul. Oh, let there be a, a new beginning in your spiritual life as, as it was at the beginning when you got, you went, when you got saved. Well, oh, there was something inside you that, that got stirred and you was excited. And as you grew in the Lord, you was excited. And, and, and you, you didn't mind sitting on the front row. They weren't too bad anyway. I tell you what, they're pretty good soft seats up here. They're not wore out like some of them back there. <clears throat> A little more padding up here. Boy, I'll tell you what, there'll be, be a stirring in our hearts. There'll be life in the church. Yes. There'll be life in you. See what he's saying? I'm saying, boy, y'all be excited about the Lord. Y'all be, be glad to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. They'll see something just bubbling out of you every once in a while. Uh, they ought to see something uh, that's boiling up in you. And boy, you, you get those I can't help it's and those I can't help it's is that you just got to brag on God, that you just got to tell somebody what Jesus Christ is doing in your heart and life. There's a life in you that, that is eternal. It's there and Lord wants it on fire for him. Amen. When you get back to the beginning of life, used to be a day in time, you was excited. Boy, I'll tell you what, get that back. Let there be a new outlook and desire for the things of God in this new year, a new beginning and getting back to the old paths and the landmarks of His precious Word, it begins with God. It begins with God. Matthew 16 says in verse 13 through 15 says, And when Jesus came in the coast of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They answered him, and they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom do you say that I am? But whom do you say that I am? Can I say that here tonight, if I ask you, Who is Jesus? You know what a lot of our pat answer is? He's my Savior. And that's a good answer. But is that all He is to you? Is that all He is? Is all Jesus is is fire insurance? Well, I'll tell you what He needs to be. He needs to be Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord and Master. He owns me. He's the reason I have eternal life. And He dwells within me. I'm not mine. I've been bought with a price. The precious blood of Jesus Christ. I belong to Him. Oh, my soul, how that He is more, should be more than just a Savior. He should be Lord in our lives. He's Savior and Lord and the mighty God whom you can trust and have great faith in. Who is in your life as you begin this new year? You see, it begins with God. It begins with God's Word. He says, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God. 
a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Psalms 119.11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Psalms 119.105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It begins with God's word in your life. In this new year, hey, listen, it should become a part of us. It should become a part of our lives every day. It should be more than just a reading a verse and saying, I read my Bible, but it should become a part of us beginning the year with the Word of God daily, putting it in our hearts and lives. We need it, not just something that we should do. It's something that we need in our lives every day. Beginning begins with God's Word. It begins with God in our daily walk. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Boy, that's what I want. When somebody's around me and they, after a while, I hope they can say, I think they've been with Jesus. I think they've been with Jesus. I know I got the ignorant part down. But I hope they look at me and say, I think they've been with Jesus. It begins in our daily walk with the Lord. It begins with God in our talk. The psalmist said in Psalms 19 verse 14, he said, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. It's so important, our talk. Our words are a reflection of our heart. If the heart is not right, the words won't be right. So if we'll get the heart right, the words will be right. But the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto my friend, be acceptable unto my neighbor, be acceptable unto the, to the world, be acceptable unto the political crowd, be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. Who am I to please? Lord in the beginning boy we need to get back to the beginning of pleasing God with our walk and with our talk being pleasing unto him can I say that it doesn't matter whether you please somebody else but I will say this that the word of God points out that if we please God that we'll please man too or not everybody but many begins with God in and as our vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no vision, the people perish. This year, I'm not talking about making New Year's resolutions. I, I don't make New Year resolutions. I don't. You can if you want. I just don't do it. But I think what is needed is for every Christian in this room to begin this year with a vision 
of what God wants you to do. Of living for the Lord. Of doing more for the Lord this year than you done last year. Of walking close. You see, it begins with God. This year should begin with God. In the beginning, God. You say, well, what about when we get down to, to July the 4th? What are you going to say then? We're halfway through the year. In the beginning, God. What about when it rolls around to December? In the beginning, God. Why, preacher? Because it's all about the one that was in the beginning. It's about God. Our life should be about the Lord. And when we put everything else in front of that, we're not at the beginning. We're getting close to the end. Did you ever take a loaf of homemade bread fresh out of the oven and you cut that bread you put you some butter on there you put you some honey on there and it doesn't matter if it's the end of the loaf because that's really the beginning and oh it's fresh it's soft it's sweet you can still get the aroma. You can smell it. You eat it. You cut another piece once in a while. It goes a few days, a week. And finally you get around to the other end of that loaf. It's still the same bread. But now you're at the end. It may be stale. It may be dry. It may be tough. It might even be moldy. Which end do you want? Preacher, I want the beginning. I want it fresh out of the oven. God says, I bring a fresh loaf out every day. He said, and you can begin with me every day. There's a freshness in the Lord in the beginning. Why waste our time on the end when we can have the beginning? God. Who occupies the end of things? This world. There's nothing there. Because God's in the beginning. He needs to be the beginning of every day of your life. He needs to be beginning in this church. He needs to be the beginning in your home. Let God be that beginning. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. Lord, help us to realize that you came to give light Lord, it begins with you in our services, in the preaching, in the singing, in the worship, in the praise, the testifying.
in all that we do. But Lord, it's also in our lives daily. Lord, in the beginning is God. Let that be a desire of our hearts to keep you in the forefront. Lord, take control of our lives, strengthen us, and use us for your honor and glory. Lord, as we have come into this new year, as we begin a new year, may we get back to the beginning. May we get back to God. Have your will and way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me with your heads bowed, your eyes closed?